What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a somber episode of the Dogs Football Podcast here on this Monday to recap the destroyance that the Penguins put on us. That's maybe not even a word, but they absolutely bullied the Salukis. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch and Noah. I mean, it's really all you can say. I mean, Nick Hill, that's pretty much all he said after the game. That's pretty much all he said in his presser today that they just outplayed us. They out. You know, Mandus, everything that you can say in a football game. They absolutely did it, Noah. And, you know, we watched parts of this game. Didn't like what we see or saw from the first part. We were together, and then it made one of us leave where we were at. We were just tired of what it was. And it's not a game you want to have in the home stretch, second game in the Valley season. But, no, our first loss comes at the hands of the Penguins again. They're just our kryptonite. What's going on? Yeah, just a good old-fashioned ass-whooping. I mean, they – they absolutely from the get-go better outplayed us like Nick Hill said and they outcoached us just I thought this was a game where there was no extra really motivation needed this is a team last two years that had just taken taken care of us and I thought that would drive some players to want to win this football game pretty badly but I think it, it showed Youngstown I mean Credit to them also. I mean, they're a really good football team. I mean, there's a reason they only got beat by 28 points by Ohio State. And a lot of teams in the Valley, if they play Ohio State, they get beat by 50 points easily. So just a really good defense they have, and they just won the line of scrimmage. I mean, I people called me out for it, but I, I called them soft on Twitter. Luke Eaglin didn't like that, but it was that was the, the story of the game. They just punched us in the mouth, and we didn't respond. No, and there are a lot of moments in this game that we – I mean, they let us stay in it for the most part, and there are some instances we'll dive into. But, yeah, Nick Hill called this. You know, he, he said it in the in, on, you know, last Monday that Youngstown would probably be the best team we've played all year so far. He, he wasn't lying. And we knew because, yeah, they played Ohio State the same week we played Northern Illinois, and we were keeping up with that game. Youngstown scored first, and then it got out of hand, as you would expect it to. But they definitely showed fight in that game, and we knew they were good. Jaleel McLaughlin or not, they still have guys returning. They always, you know, find guys to just fill the running back spot no matter what. And you dove into a lot of what they did or, or what they were on the last episode. And a lot of it came to fruition, as you said. Yeah, the line of scrimmage, everything. And they just absolutely bullied us. There's no if ands, or buts about it. So we'll we'll try to dissect this 31-3 to loss. Uh, you know, and I said it right before we came on here, this had shades of last year. It had shades of, you know, just ugliness on the road, kind of how the Incarnate Word game was. Well, definitely that game. And then and then so many near the end of the season. And definitely when we were at Youngstown last year, when they ended our season, uh, you know, both in different fashion. But this one was a lot more embarrassing. But losing the lead we did last time. And uh, like I said, they're kind of our kryptonite. But we showed signs of this game, coaching and execution, that had the signs of why we were five and six last year. But um, like I said, thirty-one to three defeat. A lot of words from Nick Hill. We'll get into maybe at the end. But no, this game before this game, you know, we knew we were banged up going into this, and nobody, you know, indicated anything leading up to it. But we did see a Bucky Dent uh, tweet beforehand, and he mentioned that. Not only Romier and Jalen, I think you can we'll, we'll, we can go back and find her if you remember that who the heck was dressed and maybe potentially could play, and then of course we didn't see him. But no, he mentioned Deontay Cox, and 
you you kept telling me ever since then that maybe Bucky just got a little bit confused because you know Deontay was in a brace last week. They even talked last Monday. It's like yeah, he's we got a you know a good note from the doctor and but we didn't think he was going to play. And Bucky made it seem like he was he was on there ready to go. And it hurts for us not to be at a game that we can see this for ourselves to confirm. But Noah Bucky did say that, and like I said, the other players, but. He, he can easily get Deontay mixed up with another player on our team. No, we're thinking that's what it was. Maybe we were led astray by Bucky, but all the players that we knew that were hurt did not play in this game. And obviously it uh, it had a fact on this a little bit, but no, maybe we were led astray in pregame. We would like to see it with our own eyes. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, be able to be there. And this is the first game we weren't able to attend and see stuff for our own eyes and it's just it, i found his tweet he said if you're wondering about the status of the injured sou players it looks like romero elliott turf toe will not play tonight deontay cox jalen billfield mark davis all are warming up and should be able to play which like like i said to you maybe he's confused seeing um, another number two out there, and there's not a number three. David Miller's hurt, and obviously Mark Davis did play, so he got that right. So, um, I mean, maybe Deontay and Jalen are probably giving it a go. I thought Ramir might warm up and try to give it a go, but uh, with turf toe always can be that naggy injury, especially then with Jalen Benefield, a groin. And obviously we don't know the exact injury besides a knee injury for Deontay. Um just unfortunate that he'd lead the people that follow him astray like that and just give a little hope saying, Hey, we're getting our number one receiver back and maybe a running back that potentially could really help this team, especially with Romero out. Yeah. And the fact that just last Monday, Nick said that it's too early to tell, but he said Jalen and Rowe should be, I don't, I'm paraphrasing about should be fine, but he said something that would give us a good indication they would play knowing this was a big game and, of course, you know, Roe, yeah, officially doesn't play, and he was right on that, of course. But then, yeah, Jalen and Deontay, there's no way Deontay be warming up for this game after what he after what happened to him. We were mentioning how, and you said, probably got him confused with Devin Cowan. They were the same number. Devin Cowan is, you know, thinner for what you'd expect from a defensive lineman in terms of frame-wise. His arms are huge. Maybe, maybe you can get that a little confused. But even our road uniforms do have the, the names on the back. So when he was there and had to have seen it, so just talking it out loud now that he would see the names on the back, then maybe he would be right. But again, no one's going to confirm that after the fact. Uh, so I, it's something that will just be an infamy to this point. But um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff. And th those are the most notable, clearly, like I said, those are four extremely important guys or three, fourth, including Dayton Mitchell. He still did not play. Don't know any word on his status, but we talked how we swear we saw Peyton Reeves on crutches last week and then he ends up being in the game we saw him on tv and played so it's just crazy how either we have the best in the conditioning of getting these guys ready the next week or obviously vice versa and not but we know it's football and it does happen we should have we could have used a lot of these guys we're not sure if it ultimately would have mattered in general so no diving into this game i mean we kicked we got the ball for or we uh we won the toss and deferred and, you know, of course, uh, you know, they weren't playing right away. And they had, as Nick Hill mentioned, and you might have mentioned on the other one, the, yeah, the time of possession that they love to have. And they weren't messing around with barely over three minutes, 75 yards. And it was a lot of passing and it was some running. Uh, Noah Bryce Oliver had 27 yards on this drive alone to start out with. I mean, he was laying it right in the breadbasket for Bryce. He was honestly catching everything, even on decent coverage. 
There are points from Mark Davis, who, of course, coming off concussion, you're putting your what your cornerback two on their best guy, Kentucky transfer. So it's like, okay, you know, maybe you want to trust DJ Johnson on that, but I don't know what the thinking was for there. Uh, but no, they score right away, and you're thinking, okay, we want to match. And we actually were able to hold on to the ball for a long time, uh, but obviously had nothing to show for it. Dive into these these first couple outings for both sides that obviously had just had nothing for us. And we'll get into the many parts of this game as to the missed opportunities I mentioned earlier. But no, again, they weren't messing around. You know, they we made them go almost the entire field on their next possession to score. Next thing you know, we're already down fourteen to nothing, already digging a hole we didn't want to be in. Yeah, just not the start you want to get to. I mean, that first they just made it so simple on that first. First drive, just marching down the field. And Tyshawn, once he gets an open field, not a lot of people is going to catch him in this league. So uh, made it easy there. Then, I mean, Torney with one of the worst punts, 27 yards. I mean, there goes – I knew my bold prediction for the game was out the window really quick-like. So a 27-yarder, they were able to uh, go back and pretty pretty easily go up 14 nothing. Um, with some with some drives where they really just found some yards. I mean, Trey Trey Russian right up the middle for easy two yards and make it fourteen nothing. Um, pretty pretty easy drive for them. Yeah, they had pretty you know pretty good studs there. You mentioned you know, and you talked about how we were ranked first in the country in rush you know defense and yards. And that's exactly how they finished off that that first drive with that, you know, 60-something yarder. So they were using their dynamic duo a lot. And you're right, negative, you know, 30-something punt and, yeah, 27-yard punt, you know, after Nick got sacked at least three times by the, you know, by the point in this game. So, but we thought we caught a break at this moment right here. And, you know, it was thanks to, uh, you know, a couple penalties on there. And they're about to score their third touchdown that they got – nullified by a illegal formation on their end by Bryce Oliver. It looks like, well, back to back, but they were third and three on our 14, about 830 left in the first half. And he tried to, you know, they could easily score with these. They could run it. They could just do anything else. Mitch Davis enforced it to the back right into the end zone. And Mark Davis, like, like we said, uh, not concussed anymore, fresh off the whatever. And they're trying to force the ball and he got it. And, it was kind of a breath of fresh air. We were kind of dashing our hopes. As soon as they would have went up 21-0, that would have been it, clearly. And But we we had signs of life with that Mark Davis interception. Uh, but no, on the next drive for us, we were moving the ball pretty well. We saw a lot of Sean Lester in this game, a lot of Justin Strong. And Isaiah had some moments in the first drive, and then he was doing some stuff here. Um, you know, then Nick gets sacked as soon as we're, you know, get close. We're fourth and goal at their – at their yardage, and then they take a couple time. They take a couple timeouts. Nick gets sacked again, and then we have to settle for a thirty-three yard field goal. But no, just reminding myself on one of these other punts in terms of field goals that you know we got sacked and we got pushed back, and it would have been a really long one. I think it was fifty-one yards, and they had the field goal unit out there. It's like they wanted to just kind of you know draw them or do something, but I think they might have wanted to do it. But no, they took way too long. And they had to delay a game on Thomas Burks, but it was on the whole team because they rushed because he barely had any time before he said he was ready to go. If he actually had a little bit more time to kick it, 
he was barely short right. No, I think he could have made it to get us on the board when it was seven nothing. Just because I'm like I'm reminding myself of some of these, but we got on the board with that field goal, um, and then uh, and then that was halftime. So fourteen to three. You know, clearly nothing's going right. One bit, but we thought we caught a break with Mark Davis. We ended up going down and getting the field goal, so we got some points out of it. We knew we needed seven, and then no, at a halftime. You know, clearly needed the score. What kind of adjustments were we going to make? And there was nothing. We punted it right back to them. But, no, we got – they had a long drive that they ended up punting back to us. Uh, that was thanks to a Devin Cowan sack, Dune Smith helping in that regard too. So they got them out of range. The defense was not great in the first half, Noah, but they, they kept us alive in the second. Uh, but, no, as soon as we uh, – well, they punted it to us after we got them out of field goal range, and then Jalen Reed fair caught it at the three-yard line. So we were already back, you know, within our own zone. First play, though, no, and Nick Baker tries to force it to whoever, and it gets picked off. But, no, I think the biggest play of the game that could have been at that point was they could have easily got it for a pick six. And Ryan Schwindeman, uh, you know, drags him down by the legs, uh, whoever caught it, and saved a touchdown. No, they ended up just going to a field goal. That made it 17-3. to So, again, I thought that was one of the biggest moments of the game. Shout out to Ryan on his effort to prevent that. But, no, obviously it was all for not. Take us out through a lot more of the second half and a lot of missed ops that we had that, you know, could have got us back. There's only two touchdowns. It, was, it seemed manageable still. Yeah, luckily Ryan uh, playing playing all the way through, saving that, then almost had a absolutely idiotic mistake by – um, Lewis Wilbert on their field goal attempt after the defense was able to stop him. He ran into the or dove and l- the kicker was able to land, but the kicker actually tripped over him after he landed and they called running in the kicker and they tried giving him a first down. Um, but running the kicker is just a uh, half the distance kind of penalty. So they declined it and they took their field goal and we tried to get LaShawn Lester going, just no room to find him. Their defense was swarming. Um, then an incomplete pass short right to Sean. Then Nick was sacked again. Then a 35-yard punt um, by Torney. I mean, it, it felt like every third down and third and long, you just – I mean, when you start with a, a run to start drives and goes for zero yards and you have incompletion, you're just in bad territory, especially uh, when you have one of the bottom four third down conversion percentages in the country. It's absolutely awful. Um then luckily our defense able to hold them. They drove down the field a little bit, but uh, Clay Medvek missed from 43 yards. So you're all right. Defense held again. Can our offense finally break through? And usually this is about the time. All right, our offense will find something to go get seven. Um, but that was not the case. It was it was a once again a p- complete pass for zero yards. So right then and there, all right, first and First and 10 already, then incomplete deep to Isaiah, broke up by Troy Jukabek. Uh Then Nick was hurried, and he only got one yard out of that. So right then, you're fourth and nine um, on your own 26. And I thought it was it was a very questionable decision. I thought it was the wrong decision. But Nikhil said in his pressure today that the analytics said go for it. So on your own 27-yard line, yeah. fourth and nine, you went for it, and – it was a, it was going to be Justin would have been short anyhow. He threw it in complete short right, and he would have been tackled anyhow. So um, you turn the ball over, and luckily, here's your defense again to start that fourth quarter. They 
absolutely come through. Uh, Zach Barolo forces it. Branson Combs recovered it. I mean, just a big-time play by your defense to get you the ball back. So you can go make it a one-possession game, but you're unable to do that. And just the next drive, same thing. Oh, Nick rushed right on first down for seven yards. That's a good start. But then sacked again. Then it was incomplete. Then it was another incomplete over the middle to Vincent. It was just – just not one of those days for this offense. They could not find any rhythm. Then obviously that next drives where defense, they can bend so much, but they broke and they made it 24 to three and it was pretty much over from there. Yeah. It's, you know, the fact that that first downs play, whenever we got it back after they missed the field goal and it was right before the end of the third quarter, there were 31 seconds and we gave the ball back to them before it was even over. All those plays that you said that literally meant nothing. Gave it back to them. Luckily, though, you know, and, and the analytics thing, we talked about in the last game, like it, you know, because we had such easy fourth down conversions for touchdowns against Missouri State. It's like, well, that's Missouri State. It's not going to happen against everybody. And you weren't, you know, and you didn't have the advantage of being at home, just everything on the road that just affects, you know, everything just uh you know, what the crowd feeds into it and negatively toward just all that stuff but let alone your fourth and you're down in distance compared to being fourth and short like we were at home that no matter what the analytics say, i don't know how the heck that does anything because you have most of your timeouts and there was like 14 minutes left you know at the right of the start of the fourth quarter that you could have just or on both of these instances of downs on these down plays too and you know Tony, he wasn't good we were talking about how he wasn't good but there there was one that was that was fine. And it just shows continuously that you'd rather throw the ball downfield or in this case, short of the sticks, <clears throat> pretty much throwing it downfield means you're pretty much punting it. You, you're like if, if Nick can try to throw a 20 yard, th- you know, 25 yard pass and it gets picked off, it's like punting it all depends on how your coverage is after that. But they didn't trust Horny in either of these moments. And it's like, I mean, I'm a chargers fan in it and they don't convert on fourth and short that, you know, and they're deep in their own territory that, allows the team to score, but fourth and nine, these, like we said, these are the exact same things we saw at the end of last year at Youngstown and previously to why we were awful. And it comes down to coaching what you're going to do in these moments. You let the numbers overtake like the common sense of the game. And that's, that's an average sport. We see that it's honestly taking over too much, but uh, you know, you can't let, you know, the numbers totally make those decisions for you because it made no sense. You could have punted it back. Granted, sure. Your defense would have got right back on the field uh, but you're fourth and down, and a guy who's already getting sacked tons, and he just can't get anything to go. Nick made a lot of mistakes in this game, missed a lot of throws, of course. But, yeah, I mean, bro, it, it's the thing. It was NIU. The defense came through in so many ops, whether it was a strip sack, whether it was picks, whether it was everything, and that's why we won a three-point game at NIU. They were trying to help us in that regard here. But, yeah, we could not go down and do anything. Nick was sacked again after he ran a little bit. That's whenever we went for it on fourth and seven again with 12 minutes left. Okay, punt it. Just take your chances. And that's not what they did until, yeah, they went down with ease and scored. Uh, Tyshawn King just killed us in this game. Punted it again. They scored again. Blah, blah, blah. It ends of the game there. 31 to three. Again, it, it's a game just of missed opportunities whenever not only just the defense helping you out, but just them forcing a ball in the end zone. Like we said, the defense has a lot to do with that, but it's bad decision making by the opponent that you can't take advantage of. We were able to do that at SEMO. We'll get into SEMO's game again. They had one of the worst, similar to what they've been doing in past weeks, some of the worst things I've ever seen to manage at the end of a game. But 
again, you just got purely dominated and you had moments and sure you could have missed all these guys going back to Dayton Mitchell handling that punt differently than Jalen Reed did or Deontay taking most of the defense to where Isaiah and Benson can thrive or Romero Elliott by far the best running back on the team doing his thing and Jalen Benefit. So you clearly needed the guys that were hurt and we had, we thought maybe they were going to give it a go before that, before we made our picks just dead wrong. I was for sure. And you predicted, you know, a close game that would have done this, but no, we did not predict a blowout. Uh, but again, they have our number and I guess we should have thought this. We both had us losing to them at the start of the year, but we thought, you know, how we were playing, it wasn't going to matter, but clearly it did matter. Noah in this game, Nick Baker only had 94 yards did not get to hundred and something that he needed for the record. He'll get it in the next game. Uh, but obviously nothing else, but that pick Noah, we rushed for six yards in this game. Uh, Jimmy Athens got in at the very end. Sean Lester can't get anything to go. Justin Strong couldn't either. Uh, but Isaiah did well, 5 for 68. Justin, 3 of 15. Vincent couldn't get anything going, 2 of 7. He was just missed a lot, though. Nick missed him a ton. Aiden Quinn couldn't get anything. So other than that, offensively, there's really nothing else to show for, Noah. You know, defensively, well, like I said, it, it try, they tried to save us until they did break. They couldn't bend anymore. They tried to help us all they can. But, Noah, you can dive into things you saw defensively that we should not keep doing against good teams to where we were wondering what the heck Antonio James was thinking at some points in this defense. Your thoughts on what the defense did as a whole you didn't like and then dive into what they did stats-wise. Yeah, defensively, I thought for the most part played pretty well, I think, um, especially that first drive, some antsies trying to hit the – trying to make too big of a play and hit the wrong – hit the wrong, try to fill the wrong gap and King just finds, finds the right hole and takes it for a long touchdown. It's just some, sometimes it was mixed, missed tackles, some technique things, wrong angles, just things like that. But for the most part, defense played pretty well, kept us in the football game. I mean, you got two, you got three turnovers from them. They, or you force two fumbles, you get two turnovers. I mean, it's just 11 total tackles by Abed Steed. I mean, that shows you, all right, they're at the, they're at the third level right over your defense because that's yep. just there's how many tackle, how many holes and missed tackles we got. So he led, he leads the way. Then Dune Smith playing his ass off again, 10 total tackles, had the half sack, tackle and a half for loss. Colin Bohannick, a quiet nine tackles for him. PJ, eight and a tackle for loss. Branson Combs had five. Dante had five for interior D tackle, so he was doing his thing when he was in there. Um, I really liked Zach Brolo's game. He was my pregame dog of the game, and he played his butt off to the whistle just like him and Dune. I really liked those two guys' games. Um, but just in the end, like I said, they, they can only bend so much. I mean, they came in 46% of their third down conversions they got, and they were seven of 14 for the game, two of two on fourth down. So they did their job offensively, but defense, I mean, we won the turnover battle two to one, but offense just could not get anything going. But defense for the most part kept doing their thing, but it's what I was worried about all season long, especially once we switched to this, this three down lineman defense. And we've seen a little bit of it. They switched back and forth, but a lot of three down lineman defense, I think, some of these more run style teams that want to run the football and just pound you that you're going to have to go down those four down linemen. We just did not do that enough. And that's where they gas you 467 yards on the ground. I mean, just absolutely 
gashed us and it's just when you're down when you're doing three down linemen you're just gonna make it easy all right one of the three guys in that middle of that offensive line take care of cam Bowdry or dante then the tackles take care so you're allowing two free guys to get to that those two linebackers and it's just create too big of holes it needs to change i said it during the whole game i mean after the first drive i said that i've seen enough make your adjustments and they never did so um a lot of coaching blunders in this game i mean 167 yards on the ground is just absolutely devastating and you can't just gotta you gotta change something because when south dakota state south dakota and north dakota state we play them that's exactly what they're going to check the tape all right you want to play this three four or three three five defense go ahead we're just going to run it down your mouth and punch you in the face and until you change it's going to happen they're just going to run all over us yeah and you would think that clearly this game proved to where it won't work that hopefully they do make the change and even we saw it last week Jacardi Wright and those guys kind of did it to us too. We mentioned the hot knife do do butter. I mean, we kind of saw it like, and th- these are things you don't want to see out of a buy. It's like, okay, yeah, the first couple of weeks, everything of this is working. We're bullying everybody ourselves and we're just being dominant. And then after the buy, things have changed drastically. And you have to. You mentioned how for the three, you know, you can only count the linebackers for so much. You need, you know, at times we thought we saw Zach Barola in coverage. It's like you need him and Bohannock to clog up the holes of the defensive line is providing. And then you have Branson and Dune doing everything else on the field. You can add TJ into that as well. Like it seemed like they're not doing it how they should. Everyone's dropping into coverage or maybe they'll send everybody at some points, but we're not getting a pass rush by our ends. They're on the outside. We have no inside rush at all. You mentioned how they're going towards Cam. Cam had one tackle in this game. It's because he was there putting him on the ground almost. And that never happens to Cam. And, you know, he's always confident in this game. He's talking crap to the O-line. He's doing all this, but he he, he got it to him. But it, it's not his fault, clearly. It's because they didn't adjust, and they were even saying it during the broadcast. They were saying exactly what you were saying. It's like they're going to have to end up switching this at some point. Whenever, you know, the the biased, uh, you know, home team announcers are saying, hey, the other team, you know, needs to – you just know that's when you need to change it. But as a staff, I don't know how they don't see it. We should see it on the next game. But as you said, those next three teams who play down the road are just going to gash us 100%. And, again, if the linebackers aren't helping fill it, then, you know, then there's no help. But whenever we get our second unit in, it's kind of whenever we see the four, when it's Dante, Peyton, Lewis, Dewey, like that kind of group that we see it. But you want to have your absolute best doing it. Again, if we're not getting any – Devin Cowan got a sack. It's only whenever the guys hold on to the ball too long. But – haven't heard Tim Vargas name in a little bit. Just those guys need help. And if you're not having it from the inside, it's not going to work. So that was definitely the biggest gripe we had of the defense of itself in terms of like scheme, because clearly that needs to change. You said it from game one. It's like, how the heck is this going to work? We trust those three up front. But again, if they're not going to have help from anyone else. And it's honestly pointless. Um, but yeah, it's, we did see Peyton Reeves do a little bit. We saw Iverson Brown. I mean, he knocked out a fumble in this game that you know we of course didn't dive on so it's like they were active they were doing their thing yeah i picked pj he got smoked still at times in this game he was fine at some points but clearly not everybody just wasn't that great overall it was an overall team defeat you mentioned some of the stats what it what it is as a team and you know they had 17 first downs you know we talked before this you said it again we're bottom four and third downs but we're top five and fourth down it's like again you can't you got to be good on third down or you're not going to do anything. 
mean, that's clear as day. Playoffs are going to eat you alive if you can end up getting there at the end, if it doesn't gash you before you're even able to get there. So they just smoked us in every single – we had 100 total yards of offense to their 323 and everything else. It's just absolutely – I mean, they did that. Like, you don't expect a fifth-ranked team to go on the road, even against a good team, and just get smoked. You kind of see it. We saw the craziness the week prior in some games, but no blowouts like this. Uh, so, you know, Nick Hill kind of, of course, just talked about it after the fact about what we already knew about some things. But we did move down in some rankings, uh, talking about some here. Just Craig Haley early yesterday talked about his. He had us at 10. I'd say that's more – you know, whatever to what some people ended up having us as, even though Joe DeLeon still had us at nine. I wouldn't expect to fall, like, overly too far when you have one bad game, but clearly we tweeted it. It's a game that can lose confidence amongst other people. The triumvirate poll had us at 13. Uh, Sam Herter, God knows. I never like clicking on his links to even see. Uh, FCS Fans Nation Radio had us at 11. Jamie Williams, who was high on us all year, moved us down to the lowest point of 14. The AFCA had us at 13, which, of course, is low. Youngstown is now up to tied at 20th in that regard. Uh, it's like the thing, like some people had South Dakota moving up in like their top 10 after beating North Dakota State, uh, but Youngstown's not, not getting any love. Granted, I think beating North Dakota State at Fargo is a lot better than beating us as a home game. So I uh, agree with that. Blue Bloods had us at 13. So that's overall where we stand um, after this, you know, you know, crazy game that left us literally uh, in shambles. Like, it seemed like in shambles in the moment just because, like, we're talking about, we're, like, where the confidence should be. Like, it should be just a flip the script kind of thing of this game. But it's, you know, clearly there's things you need to change because you play, honestly, just as good opponents the rest of the way. It doesn't start with next week. But after that, it, it'll be hard the rest of the way. So, so I mean, quickly, what you, th- you can think about what – Quick dogs of the game, so you think who played the best in this game, and then dive in quickly to what happened around the valley, and we'll get into what the standings look like too. Yeah, definitely quick dogs of the game. Obviously, not really a bright spot on offense. I mean, it would hurt. It's hard to uh, predict one or pick one of those. But defensively, I really like what I saw um, from Dune Smith. I mean, obviously, got to hear from him after the game, but. He's that guy that's been flying around lately and um, playing good football. As long as he's able to stay on the field and doesn't get a targeting call, he'll be right up there with P.J. Jules and tackles for the season. But around the around the FCS and the Valley, some good football games. Uh, one I thought was on watch, William & Mary played at Virginia, but Virginia took care of them 27-13. Holy Cross goes on the road at Bucknell, 55-27 win. Fordham takes care of Lehigh, barely at home, 38-35. Stetson went over Presbyterian, 28-24. Sanford goes on the road, takes care of Wofford, 31-10. NC Central goes on the road and takes down Elon, 34-23. So NC Central, pretty good statement there then on the road. Uh, Delaware, big win over Duquesne, 43-17. Howard goes on the road at Northwestern, loses 23-20. So Howard, a um, not a very good football team, on the road at Northwestern, almost beats them. Richmond beats Maine. Mercer takes care of business. Uh, some other ones. Idaho takes care of business. Northern Arizona goes on the road, beats Weber State 27-10. Weber State's falling apart. Hopefully we don't trend that way like they have after a tough loss. Montana 
on the road at UC Davis, uh, depleted UC Davis team, 31-23 win for Montana. Um, Central Arkansas with a crazy win over SEMO, 38-33. So SEMO will not win the OVC, and they will not make the playoffs this year. Um, then the other big one was in the OVC. It was um, UT Martin on the road at Eastern Illinois, a 28-27 overtime win. That's just the winner is going to take the top spot in the OVC. Thought UT Martin would squeak in out of that game. Um, then in the Missouri Valley, you had North Dakota taking care of Western 49-10. Uh, pissed off North Dakota State team goes on the road at Missouri State, who had their backup quarterback, 38-10 win for the Bison. South Dakota takes care of our opponent this week, Murray State, 38-7. South Dakota State on the road at Illinois State, 40-21. You and I goes on the road and squeaks one out in Indiana State, 27-20. Um, so a lot happened around the Valley, but um, not a lot of big upsets. Um, Indiana State almost got their win over you and I. Yeah, that would have been – imagine you and I losing at Indiana State, them beating Youngstown. Youngstown beating us 31-3. to So that game against Indiana State for us should be uh, just a, a weird one. But the SEMO one's just crazy. That's the third straight blown lead they have. They blew a, you know, a, what, a 24-point lead, you know, close into the the second half. It's just they allow however many, you know, fourth-quarter points. They allow 32 fourth-quarter points. Like, I'd rather lose – the way we did just get smoked and blow a game like that. I mean, that that's pitiful. And Flournoy is back and playing for me played well. Like they did overall play fine, but uh, they just keep blowing games. And it's, it's just, in, it's absolutely insane to see. Um, NFL Saluki's quick. Uh, Jeremy had two tackles against the Lions. He only played 18 snaps. A lot of people on Twitter were talking how they're not using them the right way. And people were saying how, not necessarily that he's going to be out the door, but just how they're not using him. I mean, he just had a big week last week, so it's kind of weird for him. Mike Cole did catch a one catch for 22 yards against the Texans this week. Uh, and then Nick's presser said pretty much everything from this game that we knew about, some of his decision-making and just the fact that we got whooped, just some things about you know knowing about running backs and wanting to get LaShawn Lester going more. We were talking about it. That maybe means that we're going to be without some more guys moving forward, but we don't know how – the status of what those guys are going to be, we'll try to talk more and hopefully just a short Murray preview at the end of the week because they already have some stuff out for Murray, not officially, but that just shows you what they're thinking of them. So, Noah, quickly, your overall final thoughts on this drubbing of a game that we need to just flip the flip the page and move forward and know that Youngstown is just really good and hopefully we don't have another game like this again. Your final thoughts? Yeah, most definitely. This is a game where, I mean, I think – Jake Siegel from WSIL asked if is this a game that we kind of needed a wake up call and if it was a good thing for this football team and obviously every loss you don't want to lose so it's just a game you gotta you gotta obviously there's a lot of tape I rewatched it last night after the Cowboys were getting their butts whipped after the first quarter and just a lot of things to be able to go back and correct and fix them obviously um, we'll preview on Friday but just like South Dakota beat North Dakota state feel sorry for the team that has to play us next because we're going to be pissed off and want to fix everything. So we're going to take it out on whoever we got next. So feel sorry for the racers, but it's a game where obviously I preview preview and preseason. I had us drop in this game. I young sound's been giving us problems and just a really well coached team and out physical to us. So it's a game where hopefully it's not, like I said, hopefully it's not, 
headed in the wrong direction like Weber State. I don't think it is. We've got too good of a staff and players that let that happen. So um, time to watch some tape, get back to practice, get some guys healthy, and go down to Murray State. Yeah, don't force any injuries going up against Murray. We'll talk about that more. Just go in there, get the job done, try to kill him like South Dakota just did. It was a humbling loss, but, yes, not total worrisome. We'll find out down the way if that is what sparked hopefully a downward trend. But as you said, hopefully now we're, we're moving forward, looking to get a win at Murray on Saturday to move us forward. So, for Nick Malone. Noah Lurch. As always, we'll see you soon. Go Dawgs.